Welcome to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. We bring a Lutheran point of view to conversations on the art of leading as a follower of Jesus, through valleys, over peaks, and on the waves, following his lead in the great Northwest. Well, welcome to the Now Leading Podcast. This is Dust Kunkel with President Paul Linneman, and uh, we're just glad that you are sitting with us in this little virtual space and listening along and we have uh, a really a kind of a cool conversation to have today about licensed lay deacons and where we are uh, with a process that we have been working on for for a while now yes yes yeah. well licensed lay deacons were first put into play by the lutheran church missouri synod in 1989 at the yeah. wichita convention and uh, i think it's safe to say that the northwest district picked up that ball and ran with it yeah um, in our outpost ministries at first, to be sure, up in Alaska, in particular through the efforts of, uh, of Chris Reinke up right. there and, yeah. and the Alaska Mission for Christ. And uh, it, then it, it made its way into the lower three states, too, that we have in our district um, because we've got a lot of challenge situations and exactly. a, a lot of places that are, are, are in need of word and sacrament ministry that can't handles supporting full-time professional ministry. Yeah, well, and as you said, 1989, uh, I just, I realized we are, the, it's the 30-year mark It is here, the 30-year mark. Know? So we're having right. a conversation 30 years, basically, after that that moment at that convention. That's right. When they we first really kind of opened this up and, and began to start this whole light, licensed lay deacon ministry. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, and what, what I'd like to do uh, in this podcast is just kind of tell the story yeah. a little bit of how we got to the place where we are and then to encourage people to read something yeah. in particular. And because some folks don't know the story and maybe also don't know why this is meaningful. Right. So um, in a short amount of time, you know, we won't take a whole lot of your time, uh, folks, but we do want you to understand the story and also understand why this is a meaningful story for us here in the mm-hmm. Northwest District mm-hmm. and really beyond the Northwest District. Right, for yeah. sure. I think so. And and looking down the road to see where, yep. where things are heading yes. in our yeah. church body. I think that's that's also an important perspective. So uh, just to kind of give you a, a brief uh, history of where we're at. Like I said, 1989 was when uh, licensed lay deacons were authorized to be involved in Word and Sacrament ministry in the Synod. Um, over that time, districts like the Northwest really picked it up and, and worked hard at that. Mm-hmm. Um, over the years, we've we've had a lot of licensed lay deacons. I think our, our high water mark was somewhere between seventy five and eighty. Yes, that's right. Mm-hmm. And and of those, uh, twenty to twenty five were pretty much exclusive ward and sacrament ministry providers in locations. Right. And so what? Uh, why we're we're having this conversation today is that in twenty thirteen, the twenty thirteen Senate convention called for a task force to address the the question of the ministry of licensed lay deacons. It's it's important for us to note that not everybody in the church believes this is a legitimate way to do ministry. That's right. And and there's been some controversy and question about it. Um, it all centers on the interpretation of Augsburg Confessional Article 14, mm-hmm. um, saying that no one is to provide word in, in sacrament ministry who is not rightly called, properly right. called. That's correct. And, yeah. and and for some, that definition is ordination, mm-hmm. but not it doesn't necessarily have to be. That's what, what 
your district is trying to say. Right. And so but what you're what you're saying is uh, there is a, a kind of a continuum of understandings of what that means. Correct. And, and Correct. so that led to the, the 2013 convention having uh, this resolution mm-hmm. that created this task force. Right. Task yeah. force went into, into service in 2013. They provided a report to the mm-hmm. Senate in the summer of 2015. Mm-hmm. And then in 2016, the Senate uh, made a decision in resolution 13-02A to limit the ministry of licensed lay deacons in word and sacrament ministry. Right. And so when you say word and sacrament, to be clear, what we're talking about is preaching and doing uh, Holy Communion and baptism, the sacraments in the, mm-hmm. in the Lutheran confessions. Right. Mm-hmm. Divine service, yeah. presiding over worship services right. is really what we're talking mm-hmm. about here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good. And so that resolution came out mm-hmm. uh, limiting the service of licensed lay deacons. Correct. And, and uh, what the Northwest District Board of Directors chose to do in response to that was to write a, a, a document called Workers for His Harvest that was distributed to other district boards of directors in May of 2017. Now, we, the board of directors determined to make this a formal dissent. And so that put it underneath the dissent mm-hmm. category in our bylaws, yeah. which has some pretty serious restrictions to it. Right. You're supposed to share it with your peers. Okay. And the board of directors determined that was the other 34 right. district boards of directors yeah. around the country, um, w- which we did, uh, asking for their response. Mm-hmm. Also, as a part of the dissent process, it's not supposed to be a public conversation. Right. It needs to be between peers first. And then the idea is that uh, the the original dissenting party needs to re-examine their position based okay. on the feedback they get from their peers, and then make a decision about might, what they want to do with it. Then you might go public, right? Correct. After that, so Correct. just to kind of go back and clarify what you just shared, because this is for some folks, this this is like, what is he talking about? Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm sure that's but true. Basically, I, what I heard you say is there's there's a uh, a group or an individual can dissent with a particular perspective in the Missouri Senate. Right. We provide for we that. We provide for that. But mm-hmm. there is a specific process to mm-hmm. go through. Mm-hmm. You can't just say, I dissent. Uh, th- there's a way to do it if you're a member of Senate. That's correct. And so uh, the board of directors of our Northwest District decided that they wanted to, to dissent from that particular perspective on mm-hmm. licensed lay deacons. Mm-hmm. And, and so they provided this document for the other boards to have a look at. That's correct. Yeah. That's correct. So And so now, where are we with that process? We received um, eight responses, yeah. uh, six or seven responses from district boards. Okay. And one from a lone district president who didn't feel comfortable taking it to his board. Okay. So we had 34 potential responses, and we got like eight back. Yeah. Of those, uh, six were supportive with with some encouragement mm-hmm. to, to get us to ask some questions. One was not supportive, and then there was a response from the particular district president. Right. Mm-hmm. And then basically silence from the other boards, the other Formal peers. silence, yes. Formal silence. Correct. Yeah. That is correct. Okay. That is correct. Right. So what what the our board of directors was approached... Um, actually through me, President Harrison asked us to consider not having this be a dissent, but that it could be something mm-hmm. that could be distributed to the church at large. Okay. And, you know, we, we, we talked about that and, and, and prayed about it over a period of time. 
And uh, the summer of 2018, in August, at our board meeting, we voted to take it out of the dissent process and bring it to the church. Okay. So we were, the, the Northwest District was invited to the November Council of Presidents meeting mm-hmm. to make a presentation about this. Um, we, they, we were given an hour, and the council devoted a whole day to this conversation, which was really great, I Substantial. thought. Substantial. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, the other presenter <laughs> was uh, Dr. Roland Ziegler from Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne. Okay. And uh, I think most people expected this was going to be a point-counterpoint. Right. Conversation. Well, I think what we what we discerned is that there's actually a lot of agreement. There's uh, quite a bit of common ground. Correct. Okay. Correct. And and that w- we're not done having that conversation yet. That was right. kind of like the first step. Yeah. Um. I, I should. I also feel like it's really important to say that one of the requirements of the dissent position is that if you say that you're in disagreement with the synod, that doesn't give you license to do whatever you want. Right. You still need to abide by the resolutions of the synod. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really important that everybody who's listening to this podcast know that we've gone out of our way to do that. Yes, um, absolutely. Even, even though we've, we, we haven't agreed with the theological position, we've agreed and, and supported the process that the synod has put into place. Well, yeah. I mean, we've got, uh, by, by count now, how many men have gone through that process here in our district? Well, one of, <clears> one <throat> of the things that Resolution 1302A provided for was the establishment of a regional SMP colloquy committee. Right. So that men could become ordained uh, into the ministry. If they met certain criteria right. and yeah. went through an interview. Right. And yeah, we've had 15 people, 15 men go through that process. Yes. One had, we had to withdraw. Um, of the 14 that were left, they really did well. Yeah. And I, I think the feedback that I've gotten from um, uh, First Vice President uh, Herb Miller mm-hmm. and from uh, Mark Thompson, who's represented Concordia Seminary St. Louis in both interview sessions that we've had is that these guys are pretty well prepared and that they're ready to go. Well, we're talking about men that have been serving in ministry for quite some time in some, their congregations yes, yes. under supervision of a pastor, mm-hmm. which means that they've received mentoring over a period of years mm-hmm. as licensed lay deacons. So these are men that have have years of experience in and in, in learning under their belt to prepare them yes. for this, this colloquy process. I think one way to look at this is it's almost like an apprentice system. Yeah. I mean, there's a variety of ways to learn a trade mm-hmm. and a craft. And apprentice isn't a bad one. No, it isn't. And uh, it can be it can be very helpful mm-hmm. and and I think be a real blessing to the church. And it has uh, so far here in the Northwest District, without a doubt, we can say that about uh, that ministry, the ministry of licensed lay deacons. We yes. we would have we would not have congregations in existence without their service. Right. Um, we would not have started some congregations without their service. Mm-hmm. So we're sort of getting the end of this this podcast. We'll we'll have at least another one to cover mm-hmm. some other things. But um, you know, sort of. Let's take away. Uh, let's provide a takeaway for our folks who are listening right now. What, what do you recommend, given all this information that you're giving folks? And what, what do you recommend? My recommendation would be it just this recently. Um, I I distributed a letter mm-hmm. and a copy, uh, electronic copy of Workers for His Harvest to all the contacts that mm-hmm. we have in, for our district. And I would just encourage people to read through the document, Workers for His Harvest, 
and read through the letter that accompanied that. The letter gives the history that we talked about right. in, in a little bit more organized fashion. And um, certainly, please read the document. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, let's, uh, let's make that the takeaway from this. Yeah. It, you know, it matters sometimes when you read, to read something. You, you, can, you can sort of get the Cliff's Notes sometimes, but sometimes you just got to read it to really understand what's going on. And, mm-hmm. and we highly recommend this document. It's, it's, uh, it's the work of, of uh, some theologians that have put some real time into thinking this through. Mm-hmm. And um, we, we think it's important for the conversation that's going on right now, um, not only here, but across the, the Synod. Right, for sure. Well, folks, thanks for listening to this part of the podcast. And again, we recommend that document to you. You can find it on the at nowlcms.org uh, by searching in the resource bar. Uh, or you can also just go to the website we've created for this, which is uh, workersforhisharvest.com. And if you go to workersforhisharvest.com, it's available right there as well as the letter that introduces it from President Lineman. So thanks again, and uh, we'll catch you on the flip side with a little bit more about licensed lay deacons in the next go-round. You just listened to the Now Leading Podcast, hosted by the Northwest District LCMS. Leadership conversations from a Lutheran point of view for Christian leaders of all kinds. Take a moment after this podcast, and with everything you've just heard in mind, consider at least one action you will take. Then go and make it happen.